1: When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. However, I've never drank lemonade without sugar, and I don't suppose it would be too good. So when life gives you lemons, what do you do? Well, we make the best of the situation at hand. You may say, Doc Brian, you, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what I've been dealt. How am I supposed to make good out of this? And the answer is, if you look hard enough, you can find something good in every situation. So I want to challenge you today, look for the good amongst the lemons. Hey everybody, Doc Bryan here and welcome to Talks, where we talk about people's troubles, trials, tribulations, and hopefully triumphs in life. Now, we haven't had a podcast in a week or so. I have been in the hospital a couple of times uh, now with, um, well, what the doctors thought was one thing, and I think is another uh, mastoiditis. But nevertheless, I'm feeling better. And so you may remember our last episode where we had Robert who uh, suffers from a terminal illness of which he's in a lot of pain, terminal pain, intense pain, and and will lead to the point of maybe even a vegetative state, but still in pain. And he was interested. He was looking at trying to think about physician-assisted suicide. And that that episode kind of caused a lot of emotions, feelings to to come about, and so I asked some of our listeners to call in and tell us their thoughts, their opinions, and so we're going to hear from them today. I have Cat with me from Grand Rapids, Michigan, a listener. Cat, I want to give you this question here: How do you feel? What or what is your opinion about medically assisted suicide?
0: I think it's ultimately should be up to the individual. But I think there should be processes in place before, you know, a doctor performs the action. In terms of, you know, one their age, you know how young are they? Um, what's their current situation? Why? Why do they need to, you know, go through this procedure? And then it should be sent in for review and approval before the doctors go ahead and just perform the procedure.
1: Sure. So, how do you think you would feel if you had a loved one? that met all of that criteria and decided to commit suicide, would you stand with him or would, how would you feel in that situation?
0: I mean, I would be very visibly upset. I don't know how I would feel because I've never been in that situation. I wouldn't like it, but you know, at the end of the day, I can't control that person's actions or life choices.
1: Sure. All right. I appreciate you. And uh, thanks for calling in.
0: Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: And I have another caller with me here. Could you just tell me your name and where you're from real quick?
2: Sure. My name's Joseph Creel Morgan. I'm Choctaw out of Mississippi. Involved in Native rights, Native culture issues, things like that for the past uh, 40 years.
1: All right. And so I want to pose the question to you. Is it ever okay for someone to commit suicide? And I guess I could start by saying, have you ever considered committing suicide as well?
2: yes and uh and i don't mean to smile and say it but it, it for a, for a very long time it was a large part of my world to just kind of think well if i just ended ended myself all this will go away mm-hmm. so there was a lot of that sort of stuff going on all through my childhood and and most of my adult years because i wasn't receiving any sort of psychiatric care because only crazy people go to psychiatrists, but yeah, that that was just a, a part of my depression and and the partially no personality. What is what is that?
1: To have no personality, you could you know have borderline personality disorder. Well,
2: that's it. Yeah. Borderline personality disorder. I was trying to remember the, the yeah. terms. I'm I'm usually better at it than that. It's very <laughs> early. But um,
1: so, how do you feel about is there ever a point that it's okay for someone to commit suicide?
2: I have to say, first thing, I am a Christian. I have to base anything that I say on that, on my faith, because that's tied directly to what I believe, which is uh, the Bible. I don't know that I've ever seen a passage specifically against suicide. However, God is the or Jesus is the creator, do we have the right to end something that he begun? Now that sounds real churchy, I know, but that's that's kind of where my mindset is on that. Do I think, oh Lord, I've had two different friends now, both of them gay, that both committed suicide because they were told that they were uh, one of them's brother was going to hell because he committed suicide. And she wanted to be with him, the person I was talking to. And the other one, it was the the same sort of scenario, different family member, but I don't know. I I don't have a good answer for that. Now, physician, assisted suicide, medical, I don't understand the uproar. It's been going on forever. What it goes under is, the easement of pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact they give huge doses of morphine to people that are in their last stage. They're dying. They're in great pain. They're having great anguish, whatever's going on. They they dope them up. They try and they try and ease the passing. Now that would seem to fall under medically assisted suicide, except you're just not calling it that.
1: Sure. So, so you think that palliative care can get to a point of where that person isn't cognitive enough to be what we would presume to be alive, that palliative care can be a form of physician-assisted suicide?
2: I, I, I think they're one and the same thing, just uh, different semantics. Uh, we try and ease pain and suffering as best we can, especially in the medical field. That's, that's, why they do what they do. And I'm sorry, before God, if I can stop someone's pain and suffering, or stop them from hurting, and if that helps them pass easier, I have no problem with that. I have way less problem with that than I do with individual suicides, because I'm not sure we have the right to take what isn't ours to give. Sure. Does
1: that make sense? Uh, Yes, it does. Uh, Joseph, thank you for for calling in today and giving us this insight. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right. We have another listener there. Listener, tell us your name and where you're from.
3: I am. My name is Miranda, and I'm from Oklahoma.
1: All right. I know some Oklahoma people. Uh, (laughs) They're great. Yeah. (laughs) Have you had someone in your family or or close friend that committed suicide? Yes. Okay. And how did you feel internally when you found out this person had taken their life?
3: Very sad. Very sad for their family. And just, I don't know, it just really, it took a little bit, even though it was a distant cousin, it's just where they're at Mm -hmm. is what, because he had three kids. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, it's just really a lot of sadness, very sad.
1: Sure. So, in knowing what that loss is like, even though it was a distant cousin, how would you feel if someone was terminally ill and they decided that they wanted to have physician assisted suicide? What would be the first thought that would come to your mind in that scenario?
3: No. But, I don't know what I would do or unless you're in that situation. Sure. It's just, you don't know what you'd do until you're in that situation.
1: Yeah. Do you think there's ever a reason that it's okay to commit suicide? No. Okay. So if someone were to want to have medically assisted suicide or physician assisted suicide, what kind of criteria do you think there should be before that process could be started?
3: They would have to, not counseling. I mean, just a lot of questions. I mean, I don't know. It's just a lot of details would have to be known. Does sure. that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. So if you had a a family member that was terminal, they were in so much pain. They had gone through a mental evaluation and were found to be of sound mind and the doctor suspected that they weren't going to live more than six months, but that next six months were, were going to be just the most painful that they would ever have, that there's not really any type of medicine that they could give in palliative care that would relieve that pain. Would you then even as a family member consider that that could be an option for them?
3: probably. Yeah.
1: And and it's difficult for us to say probably because I know in, in my mind, there isn't a reason there isn't ever a reason to, to uh, try to end our life. But when we put it in that perspective, it's kind of different. Yeah. Well, well uh, thank you for calling in and answering our questions. We appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good day. You too. I have with me today a listener, Kyle Nimper, and I believe he's from Washington, DC. He has a funeral director there. And I want to ask you, Kyle, is it ever okay, in your opinion, to commit suicide?
0: You know, that's a really interesting question. And I really believe that's up to the, you know, to the individual person that's kind of contemplating that. You know, usually in in, in general, suicide is not something that we Kind of accept a society. There are a lot of different reasons that a person might have, you know, suicidal thoughts or want to commit suicide. For a case where you have like a medically assisted death or someone who is terminal and doesn't have any other options other than to to die anyway, I think that that's a different kind of, you know, it's a different circumstance. And so in that sort of a situation, I would support that individual's, uh, you know, decision to, you know, in, in their life especially if, they're, if they don't have any quality of life. And when people get toward the end of their lives, we move toward palliative care and that sort of thing uh, to keep them comfortable. And in, in some cases, there are people that, you know, no amount of palliative care is going to help keep them comfortable. And they, they're going to lose control of their, you know, their bodily functions, their ability to move, communicate. And it's just, in, in a way, it's just a true living hell for them. And that is their only way out of it.
1: Got you. Well, I, I thank you for, for uh, joining us here today and giving us your, your opinion there. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much.
4: Hey guys, my name is Dustin Jenkins. Uh, I'm an entertainer I'm in theater full-time down here in central Florida, also a business owner. And um, so my good friend, uh, Brian Shepard, most of you probably know him as Doc Brian. Uh, Asked me to chime in on this. I have some strong opinions on this, uh, and, and and the basics of it are this. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of split down the middle um, because I I personally believe that a person ought to have the right to choose certain things. Um, I, I feel that we have the right to choose every other aspect of our health care and. You know, in the right circumstance and situation, I would say that I believe a person should probably, you know, especially on end of life uh, care status, like if if they're terminal uh, and they want to avoid uh, lengthened uh, pain. Uh, the, the, The scientific side of me. Uh, that, that knows a little bit about medicine. Back in, back in the day, I used to at one time be a paramedic, so uh, you know, I know enough, just enough about medicine probably to be uh, dangerous. But the scientific side of me says that, yes, if a person is facing a prolonged period of pain uh, and extended suffering, and in their mind they have it made up, uh, that there's no way they're going to avoid that nor are they going to be able to avoid the inevitable end. Yes, the scientific side of me says that person should have uh, you know, a certain amount of choice in that situation and that a doctor should be able to help them uh, under those circumstances. My opinion would be that yes, within certain parameters, that, that would be acceptable. Not sure if that helps a lot in the conversation or the topic that's going on, but that's, that's just my opinion.
1: All right now, I have one of probably our uh, most faithful listeners, and I know our biggest fan, at least my biggest fan. I have my mom here with me, all the way from Boonville, Arkansas. We were talking on the phone uh, about this subject, and, and I said, Hey, we just need to uh, record this conversation because it's really good. And so she agreed to do that, and I'm grateful for that. But so Uh, Talking about physician-assisted suicide, what what are your immediate thoughts on that?
5: I don't believe that that's a good idea at all. Okay. I'm totally against that.
1: So, uh, of course, we've had a very close family member uh, that died by suicide. So we know firsthand what it's like to lose somebody who has a mental health issue or crises that ends up committing suicide. So, with that in mind, how would you feel if a loved one with a terminal illness who was in much pain without relief came and said that they wanted to have physician assisted suicide?
5: I would still be totally against that because I think that if assisted suicide was legal, I think that would lead to more things like, you know, if somebody had a child that was not healthy. As a matter of fact, you and I both know somebody who had babies that were in the hospital a long time. They could have, if uh, assisted suicide was legal, uh, it could lead to even them if they had decided to, to terminate that child's life. Not that they would. I know that they wouldn't, but I think it could lead to that kind of thing. You know, anybody who had not even just a child, but a brother or sister, whatever, you know, that did not have a quality of life to just go ahead and let them die, you know?
1: Yeah, and and you and I kind of discussed a little bit about how assisted suicide, one of our other callers had, had stated that assisted suicide is much like palliative care or hospice in that they keep them comfortable for a period of time until they die. And, and you stated that you, you thought that was two separate avenues there. Can you kind of explain De- that?
5: Definitely. That's two different things. As a matter of fact, my brother, uh, you know, was in hospice. And, or not palliative care, but a hospice. Uh, palliative care is long-term. But he was in hospice. And he was in pain and they were keeping him comfortable. But that's not the same thing as assisted suicide because we have self-will. God determines when we die. And if you have assisted suicide, that's not God's perfect will. God will allow you to take your own life because we have, you know, we're selfish. We want what we want. And I couldn't think of that word right there, Brian, that I was trying to say. But uh, God will allow you to do whatever you want to do. What's the word I'm trying to find?
1: His permissive will.
5: Yes, his permissive will. He will let you do whatever you want to. But that does not mean that that is God's perfect will.
1: Mm -hmm. So if a family member came to you and said, this is what I've decided to do, what steps would you take? in trying to get them to, to do otherwise?
5: Well, first of all, I would talk to them about what their pain is, what their, you know, what it is that is so bad that they feel like that they needed to end it. And then I would try to get them some kind of help, whether it's a, a psychiatrist or whether it's a doctor or, you know, whatever it is that they need. But, and I would pray for them. I would pray for them. You know, God opened their eyes that what is it that is so bad that in an instant you would end it when there is a way to get around it?
1: Well, in the, in the instance of at least in the 12 states that there is it is legal for physician assisted suicide, one of the things is they have to have a terminal illness that they are their life expectancy isn't more than 6 months. So those are two criteria of the 12 states that allow it. So assuming this person has a terminal illness and assuming that they only have 6 months to live, then what would be the what would be the
5: steps? Whether it's 6 months or whether it's forever, it's still the same thing. It's still I, I would try to get some help for them, but again, You know, God gives his permissive will. But what if somebody, like say teenagers, you know, teenagers go through things that we don't even know they're going through. And first thing you know, they have committed suicide over something, a boyfriend or whatever, that if they had just hung on, found somebody to talk to. A lot of times they just need somebody to talk to and understand what they're going through and get better. You know, they could have a better life after they've got through this, but in that instant, they want to kill themselves, and a lot of teenagers do. And if it was legal, how many more would?
1: Well, following the legalities of it, they would have to at least be an adult. They would have to have a terminal illness, and they would have to have a life expectancy of less than six months. So under physician-assisted, they wouldn't be able to.
5: Right. That still. But uh, I
1: wonder if, and I'm thinking out loud. I wonder if we were so open about physician assisted suicide, if that would make other people think that I can just do it myself and it's okay.
5: Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that that would lead to a lot of other things that we don't even want to think about right now. You know, for example, the teenagers. Again, you know. When their heart's broken, whether they've been bullied or their boyfriend or or girlfriend broke up with them or whatever, if there is assisted suicide, what's to say that later on, it's not everybody, not just, you know, not just someone who is in a a terminal illness. Uh, I just think that assisted suicide would open the door to a lot of things that we don't, we can't comprehend right now.
1: Yeah. There's always that Pandora's box that you open that uh, right. leads to so many other things. All right. right. Well, uh, thank you for, for letting me interview you and um, thank you for your thoughts. Now, as I had posted on Instagram uh, earlier today, if you don't follow our social media, make sure to do that. I offered a poll of, do you think it's okay or not okay? And uh, as of right now, 35% say yes, 65% said no. So a little over a third of my followers say that it's okay. So you heard it from mama. It's not okay.
5: But yes, you're right. As for mama, I don't believe it's
3: okay.
1: All right. I don't know where you may stand on the position of suicide or physician assisted suicide and I cannot tell you definitely how I would feel if I had a family member who was considering physician assisted suicide due to a terminal illness. But I can say that I don't want anyone to suffer, but we cannot always be sure that someone's suffering will, in fact, be lifelong. And you say, well, there are instances, there are diseases. Yes, there are, but you could be the outlier. You could be the one that a certain treatment, an experimental treatment proved to be what worked. So I can't say definitively, yes, I am for physician-assisted suicide or no, I'm not for it uh, simply because I've never been put in that position. I can, however, tell you that I have had family members uh, that were in hospice or palliative care that I was thankful that they were comfortable when they did pass. It's a hard place to sit. It's a hard thing to try to say, yes, I would or no, I wouldn't when you're not the person in that situation. So when we look at it from a psychological standpoint, the 12 states that do allow it, these people that are seeking this assistance have to go through certain criteria in order to uh, be able to follow through. And one of those criteria is that they must have a psychological evaluation. Now, I would assume that that psychological evaluation is not, are they in a place mentally healthy? Are they in a mentally healthy place that they're not making this out of desperation or out of depression or out of anxiety of those things? I would assume that that Mental health evaluation is simply, are they of a sound mind to make that decision? And when we get to that place, how do we define mentally sound? What are the parameters there? So there's a lot that goes into this. It's just not someone that goes to a clinic. Hey, I want this and and they get it. There are a lot of different things that happen. So I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts i know we had some people call in today but uh, maybe you have a different have a different opinion of course you can call in to our guest line at 910-777-7239 that's 910-777-7239 you can also reach out on any of our social media uh, you can find all of those links at the bottom of my website thedocbrian.com. that's the T H E Doc D O C Brian B-R I A N dot com. T-H-E-D-O-C B-R-I-A-N dot com. Of course, call us, text us, whatever you do, 910-777-7239. Of course, Doc Talks is a part of the B Frank Network. You can check out all of our podcasts at BeFrankNetwork.com. Thank you for listening today, and we look forward to
4: hearing from you soon.